0: The time of pregnancy can bring on more fear for mommas than most any other time. All the what-ifs start to flood in, and if you're not careful, you'll drown in them. In every other area, we women tend to just, you know, get about the business of getting it done because if we don't, well, let's face it, it won't get done. But this is one area that thinking we can make something happen is an illusion. Today, we're going to talk about how we can break from this need to make it happen and instead draw nearer to God. He made us. He made our babies. He knows what we need better than we know ourselves. So we're going to figure out how to place real faith in that and not just lip service. Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want is impossible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies, and He knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth, if we work with His design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for His glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. If you've been here for more than five minutes, you know that I love hearing from you. I love the encouragement that you all give me, and I love sharing reviews that you leave me over on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't left me one yet, go ahead and click pause. Hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star written review. You just click that fifth star and then a little box pops up and type something in there to tell me about what you thought about this episode or maybe some other episodes. And you might hear your your review read right here in a future episode, like the one I'm going to read right now from W.M. Willow. And I just love this one. This was so encouraging to me. It says, there are lots of pregnancy podcasts out there. Almost all of them miss the single most important piece of the puzzle. The same God that created everything else in the world also created women to give birth. I never have to think twice about whether or not the knowledge shared on this podcast is worldly information or godly wisdom. I am so incredibly grateful to have found this podcast. It doesn't get any better than that, ladies, because that is the whole point of this podcast. The whole point is to bring you nearer to that creator, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm so excited to read that on a day like today when we are going to dive in head first into really grasping that knowledge that it's all about God. This process, yes, we are the vessels he's using to create our babies, but this is about God. And this is about what he can do. And I know that you're scared of letting go. Mama, I know you are. I see that fear in your eyes. I know that you want to be able to control this. But here's what I need you to hear from me. You can't. Control is an illusion. There's nothing you can do. So let's just start right there. Now that I've scared you to death, right? Go with me. Don't leave me because you're going to feel better after this episode. The what ifs of this time of life are so overwhelming. What if you don't do this and something bad happens? What if you do do this and something bad happens? You can what if yourself until the cows come home and all you have succeeded in doing is increasing your stress. You haven't improved anything. And if you're a Christian and we're being honest, you probably feel some guilt as a result of the doubt because, you know, you shouldn't doubt. And yet you do it. You doubt him. You doubt that somehow bad things are going to happen and it's going to be your fault. I really struggled with this too. In my pregnancies, I struggled because as a result of my experience and my training and all the things I had seen as either a nurse or a midwife, I knew firsthand so many things that could go wrong. I'd studied them in the textbooks and I'd seen them myself. I worried that all those things could happen if I chose to give birth away from the hospital setting. I really, really had to focus on knowing that God was in control and not me. I had to remember that he had sustained the human race long before hospitals came along. And I had to remember that he designed my body to give birth. If I would just work with that design and not against it. I had to leave behind all the doubt and move forward in faith and realize that most of what I was being driven by in those thoughts was just fear. I had to realize that the control that I thought I might have because I was a nurse or I was a midwife or I had seen this or I had seen that and I could make this happen, it was all an illusion. I actually had no control, no matter whether I tried to or whether I didn't try to. All I could do was nourish myself with good, whole foods that he gave me and educate myself on how birth should be according to his design. But I actually couldn't make anything happen one way or another. Today I want to walk you through some steps to remember these things and to draw you nearer to God so that you can walk through this without losing your mind out of the what-ifs and the fears. We're going to go through three steps, and then I've got a little bit of homework for you. Not that kind of homework. Don't leave me. Don't get scared and think I'm going to make you go write a paper. We're not back in school. It's not that kind of homework. This is good homework. (laughs) Okay. All right, Mama. Step one, remember the creator. And you're not surprised that that's my first step, but we're going to do it anyway, because so many of my episodes, I've told you that prayer is the first thing. And so we need to remember the creator, the one that made us. This could be the whole episode right here. In fact, this could be the whole podcast. It kind of is the whole podcast. Our creator made everything from scratch. Romans 1.20 tells us that for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. The things that are made. That's us. We can understand the invisible attributes of the one who made our world. And we, and every human since the beginning has been able to see it just by looking at nature. Back in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Bible to flip through. They had nature. They had design. Of course, some of them had God speaking directly to them. But they didn't even need that to know that there was a, something bigger going on here. And we have to remember, there is something bigger going on here. Psalm 19.1 tells us, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. The heavens declare. Not a book with words written in it, like our Bible. Not some booming voice that will just tell us everything we need to know. No, the heavens declare the glory of the God. Walk outside and look up at the sky. Look at the trees. Look at the grass. Think of the cellular level of each of these things and how there are things so small that you can't see them that God made perfectly to make each of those things function the way he wanted it to. I didn't say this to start with, but I hope that you have a notebook or some paper or something out so that you can jot down these verses and reflect on them. Next, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 17. In Acts they were dealing with a culture that looked to idols. This was the establishment of the church after Jesus had ascended back to heaven. And there were some pretty out-there thoughts going on because people couldn't make sense of all that was going on because it was all new to them. In addition, for many centuries, they had always looked to their idols for guidance. So they had a an idol and... It said on it to the unknown God. And so Paul comes along and he starts talking to them about this, quote, unknown God that they were worshiping, and he helps them to understand what it is that they're seeing. Starting in verse 24, he says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth and does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Since he gives life, to, gives to all life, breath, and all things. Skip down to verse twenty-seven. He is not far from each one of us. In twenty-eight, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought to we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone something shaped by art or man's devising. He's explaining to them that what they're trying to worship, this thing that they're feeling drawn to, this being, this spirit, is the God who has given them every breath that they have and has made everything that they see. And I need you, Mama, to realize that same thing. That God that gave those people all the way back in Acts, their life and breath and all things gives you your life and your breath and all things. And he is not far from you ever. Now you can choose to turn your back and walk away from him and to remove your eyes from looking to him. You can choose that. He gives you that free will, but he doesn't leave you. He is there. Mama, what does he need from us when it comes to these babies? that we're we're incubating inside of us. Does he need our help? Were we there when he created anything at all? Not one of you who is listening to this was there the day that he created land or plants or man or any of those things. He doesn't need our help. He's got this, mama. Were we there helping to sew together the DNA of our babies the day or the night they were made? Yes, we had some role physically in making those cells come together. But once that had happened, did we do anything else? Did we make the different parts of the DNA split off and rejoin with dad cells? God did that to each and every person under the sound of my voice and to those who are not under the sound of my voice. Many people all at once. He was sewing together this beautiful DNA masterpiece for every single human that has ever walked the face of the earth. And not one of the mamas ever did anything to make that happen. It's him alone. He doesn't need you to do anything. He doesn't need you to think that you're in control of this. He just needs you to lean on him and to know that he is taking care of this. What did any of us do? What did you do to make yourself be here on this earth? Did you have a role in that? Of course you didn't. Surrender to God and know that he's in control and there is nothing you can do. And that's going to bring us to step two. I want you to consider the work that he is doing on your baby. In Psalm chapter 139, or Psalm 139, I should say, verses 13 through 16, the scriptures read For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Think about that, Mama. That is huge what we just read. He formed our parts. He knew us before we were even formed together. He knows exactly how many days we're going to have here. And there's not anything, we're going to get to this in a minute, but there's nothing we can do to add even one hour to any of those days. He knew all of these things from before we could even form a word or breathe the air. Jeremiah 1.5 tells us, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Long before. He knew us at the beginning. Can Can you fathom that? Can you wrap your head around that? Back when he was making Adam, And then Eve, he knew you, you, can you, can you even fathom that? So if he knew you all those thousands and thousands of years ago, don't fear yourself into thinking that you can control anything. Mama, you don't have to. He's much better at this than you are. He's a much better architect of people (laughs) than you are anyway. If you were to try to do it, you wouldn't do as good as him. Surrender to knowing that the creator of the universe is forming your baby for you right now. And there's nothing you can do about it. Neither is there anything that you have to do. This whole feeling of having to make it happen, you don't. Psalm 100 verse 3. I know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people in the sheep of his pasture. He made us. We didn't make us. He made us. Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 11.5 As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes what? Everything, Mama. Everything. He makes it all. You don't know how to do those things, and that's okay. You don't have to. He does. And I want you to consider that that one, that creator of all the things, consider that he's the one making your baby right now. And lastly, step three. I want you to consider that he brings us out of the womb. Psalm 71, verse 6. By you, I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Once you start to study, if you ever decide to start to study how a baby navigates this beautiful dance we call birth, and you think about all the things that have to happen just right. And then you think about how almost all the time it does happen just right, and the times that it doesn't happen, it's usually because some form of man's intervention has kind of messed it up. Your praise will be continually of him because he makes it happen. He he's the choreographer of that dance. Psalm twenty nine nine, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. The voice. All he has to do is speak it, and birth happens. And this is talking about a deer. Deer, while you know many of us in the South enjoy their delicacies, they are a wild animal. They are out roaming in the wild, doing what deer do. And yet, even the deer do not give birth unless the voice of the Lord makes it happen. Why is it that you think that you can make birth happen? Why is it that you think that you have to make birth happen? No. Just put your faith in the one whose very voice brings forth babies. Psalm 22, 9. But you are he who took me out of the womb. He took you out of the womb, mama. And he's going to bring your baby out of the womb. He knows the baby that's in you. He knows the size of your pelvic outlet, which is where the baby comes out of. He knows everything about you and how you are constructed. Place your faith in knowing that he has taken every baby out of the womb that has ever come. Now, we have free will to interfere in that. And we have free will to do things that make it harder which we'll talk about in other episodes about ways that you can position yourself or conduct yourself that makes it harder. But if you'll put your faith in him and follow his design, he's going to do everything that needs to be done. And you don't have to feel like you have to make it happen. In conclusion of all three of those points, stop worrying. Control is an illusion. You may think that you are in control, But let me tell you, mama, you're not. Turn with me to Matthew chapter six. I want you to read along with me in these verses because this is really going to wrap it up for you and I want you to see it for yourself. Matthew chapter six. We're going to start in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on. is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you, mama, I'm talking to you. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Or I'm going to add a little piece here. Or when shall we have our babies? (laughs) For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your father knows, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Look at nature. He created and maintains it all, even the smallest parts. Won't he also care for you? He will. Mama, he will. He promises you that he will. Now I want you to get ready for your homework. Just a little bit. Won't take you a bit about 30 seconds. I want you to either get a dry erase marker or a sticky note or maybe your planner. Whatever you look at the most. I didn't finish the dry erase marker part. This is for if you want to just write something directly on your bathroom mirror or a window or whatever you look at. Maybe your kitchen window if you're washing dishes all the time so you can see it or a sticky note, like I said, your planner, whatever you look at on a regular basis. Maybe get an app that you can make a background for your phone. Any and all of these, any or all of these, I want you to write, Today, I will trust in the Lord, and I will give up the illusion of control to Him. Did you get that? Today, I will trust in the Lord and I will give up the illusion of control to him. And then I want you to actually do it. I want you to bookmark this episode and I want you to come back and listen to it because in this episode, you will find his word, which will bring you peace. And I want you more than anything to have peace and joy. And if you're struggling with this, I totally get it. Our world tells you exactly the opposite of what I'm telling you right now. So if you can't quite figure out how to get off this fear wagon and to stand firm in your faith, I would love to work with you. I want you to grab one of the Midwife and Me sessions and let's sit down together and work through these what-ifs and formulate a plan to help you find confidence walking through your pregnancy and your birth. You don't have to do this alone, and I would be honored to help another like-minded mama like you capture that unmistakable joy that is unique to pregnancy and birth. I don't want you to miss out on this because you can't get this time back. You can't be, you know, in your 50s, 60s, 70s, looking at your grandkids or your kids having their kids and have their joy. This is your time to have that joy. And if you are struggling with figuring out how to have it, let me help you. Hop down into the comments, sorry, not the comments, the description, the show notes section, the links down there. Just grab one of those sessions and we will work through this and we will figure it out. Proverbs chapter three, verses one through two, and then verses five through eight say, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace and peace they will add to you. God's commands, God's word adds Peace to you. Verse 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all, not just some, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Mama, does it get any clearer than that? You can't have enough wisdom to do this. You can't have enough knowledge to do this. There's nothing that you can read in a book that's going to tell you how to 100% make anything of this process happen. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on anything that you think you understand. Acknowledge Him with everything you have and He will direct your paths. He promises that. Then go on. I want you, when the podcast is over, go on and read all of Proverbs 4. That's just more good encouragement following what I just read you in chapter 3. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 read, Be anxious for what? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the what? The peace, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The next verse kind of made me giggle when I was reading it, preparing for this podcast, because it's the bubble of peace. <laughs> you know, I t- talked about that in the previous episode, how I thought that was kind of a little hokey and the whole bubble of peace thing that I learned about in Hypno Babies. But this verse is actually... The bubble of peace in scripture. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things with which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. That is the bubble of peace. Don't listen to the negative. Meditate on all the good, all the pure, all the true. Get out of the fear and get back into truth from God. Finally, remember that life here on earth is not all there is. Mama, eternal life is what matters most and being washed in his blood. Mark 16, 15 and 16. It, this is a temporary little dot on the timeline of history. What matters most is where your soul will spend eternity. We need to live by His will. Eat His food, the whole foods that He provides us. Work with His design. But ultimately remember that our lives and the lives of our babies, your life, the life of your baby is in His hands and there are no guarantees. The illusion of control can drive you crazy. But when you are in his arms through following his will and following his word, you know that you have the creator of the entire universe caring for your soul and that teeny tiny baby inside of you, no matter what the outcome, no matter what the outcome of your body and your health in this world, your soul will be eternally secure if you are living according to his will, which we can read about in scripture. You aren't promised tomorrow and neither is your baby. So keep your faith in Him and trust Him knowing that He has sustained your every single breath from your creation until this very moment. And He will continue to do so until it is your day to die. It sounds morbid, but it is the truth. There's nothing you can do to add one breath to your life. So don't let your faith be derailed by fear that our world puts all around birth. Rather, let this be a time to reaffirm your faith, knowing that all ten of those fingers on your baby and all ten of those teeny little toes and every cell of every part of your baby is being formed by the exact same one who forms all parts of our world. Now, Mama, I want you to go rest and enjoy... And I'll see you right back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.